Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast, a show dedicated to the crazy world of mixed martial arts. Join your hosts, Laurel, Ty, and Jordan, as they break down all the latest and biggest news and bouts. This is the one podcast that will never let the fight go to the judges. Live from your favorite podcast listening device, it's time! Hey, FKTC crew, we're back with another episode of the Front Kicks and Throw Cuddles podcast. It's Laurel, it's Ty, and it's Jordan. This episode is brought to you by what the actual hell happened in the main event. In my honest opinion, I could deal with O'Malley being champion, but how in the hell is one of the most boring fighters in UFC history a champion? Well, that was one of the craziest weekends with UFC and then NFL week one. Mm-hmm. My guy pooped the bed. How do we all, f- just to open up, how do we all feel about Sean Strickland, probably this is probably like the most out of pocket champion I've known that I know in years. I can't even think of the last time there was like a such out of pocket champion to be holding the belt. Like I I don't even know what to do. Whoa. I can't stop drive heaving, so that that's good. <laughs> I mean, I, it would be a while to remember mm-hmm. one of those champions, but yeah, it was a a Sean Strickland masterclass on Saturday. That's what it really was. Yeah, pretty much he just needed that one knockdown and he just cruise control the rest of the way. Yeah. Which we'll talk a little bit. Oh, go ahead, Laura. I'm sorry. Well, someone was in um, implying that Izzy was hurt. I mean... I would, I will. I wouldn't say I would hope so, but with the performance he had, I mean, you would think something was going on. But he didn't say nothing at the end of the fight, and his coach said that their training camp went well, that nothing happened. So I don't know. I I think Izzy just he's been fighting way too much. That's actually the point I was gonna make. I think because this was his third fight in less than a year, really. So. Yeah, and it's, if you accumulate like all the fights like the past three or four years, it's like an outlandish number. Like you mm-hmm. just have like a really like a really really long break. Yeah, I would probably take. So I'm trying to think. He fought in November 2022, then fought in April 2023, and then fought September. So yeah, I think, I think the. Because if you really look at it, it's almost like he's been in training camp pretty much for a whole calendar year. I think he does. I think what should happen is that he should ultimately just take, I would take the year off. I mean, I gave all the props to Israel Asanya because he is one of the most active, cha- active champions, even the act- most active fighters in the UFC right now. But let's just slow it down a little bit and just see what happens in this next, I would even say nine months to a year. Yeah. I think that's very reasonable. Yeah. But we do have that cover. We'll cover UFC 293. Then we have our Noche UFC picks, 
which that's actually kind of fun to say ever since I've been thinking about like, yo, Noche UFC, that sounds like a lot of fun. Welcome <laughs> to speaking Spanish, Ty. Yes. I, I took a little bit of Spanish in high school, so. And then we have the MMA news um, and some, and I think a couple of fight announcements too. Um, oh, you are right, Laurel. It looks like some things were updating. That's why my computer took so long. Ah, oh, son of a gun. <laughs> But with UFC 293, how would we grade this card? I'd give it a B plus. I was just going to say B plus. I think we're all in agreement. It's B plus then. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, go ahead, it was It was the right mix of disappointment and excitement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect way to put it. <laughs> um. So we have our fighters or fight to watch. Just refresh my memory on which fighters or fights you guys are keeping an eye on and how the results oh. came to be. Oh. What was mine? <sighs> I, I don't know if I can remember what I chose. Yeah, Jimmy, she, huh? yeah go ahead. I said, go ahead and take your time if you need it. I think uh, me and Laura both picked uh, Carlos Olberg. That does sound about right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I do remember that. We both picked uh, Carlos Olberg, and he ultimately um, got his uh, his third round submission. <laughs> A fight that he was pretty much dominating the entire time, right? Yeah, he got the submission with, I think, like 10 seconds left in the third round, too. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I know mine was Kevin Jusset, who ended up getting the victory over Kiefer Crosby. A great rear naked choke in the first round. Um, yeah. And I don't know. This guy looks like he can really make some noise, especially for the Australian uh, MMA scene. Yeah, that was a, another late round. Uh, submission. I think it was almost going to go into the second round. Um, well, I don't have my phone on me real quick. Um, where did I put that? Down? Yeah, the time was four forty nine. Four forty nine. Yeah, yeah so that's, a, that's seconds to go. That sounds about right. I can look at it later. I'm like, I'm, I'm just, not, I'm just a mess today. So excuse me. <laughs> um. But onto the main card, uh, we had Tyson Pedro defeat Anton Turkolage via a, I don't know if it was KO or TKO. I think he looked like he had just folded in, like he was pushed off. So it, that was actually one of the more, I, for me, that was like one of the more entertaining knockouts mm. of, of the card. Yeah, I knew uh, I was in trouble once I picked against uh, Tyson Pedro, but I knew that this was going to be a result that happened, so I just took the risk. Well, it was a like close, close to if not a pick them when the yeah. gates closed. So like it's really, who knows what happens? I think just Pedro kind of just caught him, and there was there's not really much to say about it because the fight just ended so quickly. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a KO though, because. Um, I think that he was out by hammer fists or something, right? That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, I think it was just a KO. Nice. Mm. Um, 
our next fight was one that actually ended very quickly too. Uh, Justin Toffa defeating Austin Lane via, and this one was TKO. Um, 82 seconds in the first round, so actually a little bit quicker than Tyson Pedro's knockout. I mean, the Australian fighters early on were just on fire pretty much, and Toffa kind of like topped it off. I thought they were going to uh, not call the fight, but I thought they were going to start deducting points once he poked them in the eye again. Also, yeah. They, oh, yeah. And then uh, thankfully they did it and they could actually fight again, like how they did their previous fight. And that's when he, he knocked them off. Yeah, it almost is like when Justin Tuff got poked in the eye again by Austin Lane. It was It's like that Michael Jordan meme where he goes, and I took that personally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that when we last watched Austin Lane, he had several issues with the eye poke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's a perpetual eye poker. Or herbi- habitual eye poker? Habitual, yep. Habitual. Habitual eye poker. He's like DC. <laughs> if they can't see, then they can't punch me. Yeah. Hmm. I can blind them in one eye. I can hit them when they least expect it, and they definitely will least expect it. Yeah, sure. Huh. But Justin Taffa took care of business. Like he's like, you know what? This kid's t- taking my money too many times. I'm gonna go and take his money now, and in a very brutal fashion. Yeah. So that was that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next fight is between um, Man- Manel. K- Sorry. I'm a little under the weather, so it's kind of hard for me to pronounce sometimes. Manel Cape defeated Felipe Dos Santos. It it was a fight that it was kind of expected. I mean, it was nice for the well, not nice. It was good for Felipe to actually get one one round on two of the judges' scorecards, but it was just pure dominance from Cape the whole way. Yeah. Well, Santos is a dog, though. He, he comes out of the Oliveira camp, and he's a dog. So oh, yeah. he gets, like, a full camp now next time, and we can see how he does, because, I mean, he kind of went toe-to-toe with the number 10 guy in the in the rankings. That's true. And that's right. He did. He only had, like, a, what, a week worth of camp or something like that? Yeah. He had to take the final short notice because of Kai Car France. Yep. But, yeah, he, he, did, he does have that dog mentality. That's what happens when you come out of the Oliveira camp. When the guy has blonde hair, you know. What if it's fake blonde hair though? No, he's fake. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> and excuse me. Sorry. Um, there will be a little bit of a conversation about what happened with Cape at the end of the fight, but I forgot to ask Laurel, what did you think of the fight? I can Every time something goes to a unanimous decision, I just cannot figure out why the fighter that has won unanimously can't knock a guy out. That's Hmm. how I feel about unanimous decisions. But I thought it was an okay fight. Yeah. Yeah. I just like the strategy. And you you also think like with what Jordan said, like this was a, this opponent came in on such short notice. I don't think there was enough time to actually prepare for what he does. And he yeah. has a hell of a chin. Yeah. That's true. 
I mean, the guy came in, I think, undefeated, so and he's undefeated for a reason. I just think that it would have looked better for Cape. Cape, right? Yeah. I think it would have looked better for him to have completely dominated to the point of a finish. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, here, go, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm done. I was going to say, well, here at FKTC, we never like the decision to go to the judge. We never love the fights to go to the judges. You got that That's right. Not- no, no. Anytime we can see a knockout or submission, we're happy. Um, when it, in some situations, I can understand, but yeah, decisions like you can't, you just can't do it because it's like, um, I put it all out there, but was it enough though? Right. Like, what if Felipe had that double dog in him and actually made it a competitive fight? Mm-hmm. You never know. Um, probably the sad part, well, for me, one of the sad parts of the, um, of the night was the coming event. Um, even though I knew it was coming, but Volkov defeated Tuivasa, although I am surprised that he won by submission. Volkov is is usually knocking people out or point fighting to a decision, but that Ezekiel choke, like you don't see that very well. No, maybe it's the Von Flu choke I'm thinking of. I mean, even still, you don't see the Ezekiel choke very often. Yeah. That was a, a nice submission. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I mean, his calf was getting torn up, though, by Tai Tuivasa. I mean, his calf was blue at one point. Yep. He had to do something to save yeah. him. <laughs> his calf was going to give out on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they had mentioned that. Like, I think if maybe he had taken a couple more shots, like, I don't think he would have been able to continue the fight. So it's like, all right. This isn't gonna happen. Like he he's going toe to toe. Very surprisingly, let's go to the ground and see how his ground game is. And yeah, right. there you go. <sighs> Poor Tai Tuivasa. He's another one that I kind of hope take. Well, I think his last fight was um, I can't remember what his last was his last fight against Strogon. Yep. Um. Okay. So he had a, he had some time off, but I mean, I I enjoy the guy. Um. No, his it, his last loss wasn't it Serbe, Sergey Poplovich? Was it? I think so. I think that he's lost three in a row now. He's I lost three in a row. It's been it's been Pavlovich gone and uh because I saw him fight in Orlando when he fought Pavlovich. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's lost his last three. Mm-hmm. And he had a nine month layoff for for Volkov. So, mm-hmm. so I'm just checking real quick. Yeah, so there's that. I don't remember. I'm almost certain Pavlovich came first and then it was gone. Yeah, it was Pavlovich first and then it was gone. Oh, no, sorry. Hold on. I looked at that backwards. It was gone first, then Pavlovich. Really? Yeah. Let's see if I can pull it up again. It's it's just that he fought Pavlovich and gone like three months apart or something. Um, close four months apart. Four months apart. Are you sure he fought gone first? I think so. So gone, then Sergey Pavlovich. Wow. Interesting. I know, right? 
I totally forgot about the Pavlovich fight. I didn't think I forgot that even happened. Well, I remember that one because I have the whole fight on my phone. Just record all 54 <laughs> seconds of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It, it did not take that long. That's right. But I think I was almost certain that he fought gone after Pavlovich. Wow. Yeah. I think it was because so um, when he had knocked out Derek Lewis, I think the gone ver- yeah the gone versus uh Tuivasa fight I think was a let me see if it says right here I don't think it will it's a, it just says by the night um I think that fight was supposed to be like a somewhat of a heavyweight title eliminator because if yeah, you look at was, his record yeah five straight wins and like if but could you imagine uh John Jones versus Ty Tuivasa title fight. No, 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 no. <laughs> that would have been the greatest thing ever, though. And Tuivasa had beaten John Jones, which I know wouldn't happen. Laura would have done probably three shoes that night. <laughs> I just see that Tuivasa lost so that I didn't have to see a shoey. Oh, but what's the fun in that? There's a lot of fun in that. Like, no fungus in your face. <laughs> that's fair that's fair i'll give you that one but what if it's a clean shoe though what if it's a clean shoe Still shoe right out the box yeah fresh out the box yeah but then again that would be a waste of a shoe though why is the shoe why does the shoe go to waste if you drink beer out of it because is it really wearable after that once it dries why wouldn't it be that's true. You're talking to a woman that just got swamp water in her butt, her, in her muck boots. Doesn't mean <laughs> I still don't wear them. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something completely different. I was like, wait, excuse me? <laughs> uh, the, well, muck boot, the muck boot would be like the beer stein of the, of the shoeies. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that tall glass. Just. I should not talk about muck boots because I don't, I understand that not everyone would know what those are. <laughs> well, maybe there's some listeners that are listening that know exactly what you're talking about. It's true. That's true. Maybe. <sighs> maybe. Maybe. Now we get into the main event, which is another sad moment. I think <laughs> for maybe, I think the only people that weren't upset were who were the people who are fans of Sean Strickland? I, I I was not upset when when he when it said and you I was I was like wow I could I couldn't believe it I could I just could not believe it it was one of those moments it was like where were you when Sean Strickland had gold around his waist it was I mean no one would have thought of it when he dropped him in the first round I just had my mouth which is wide open it, it was I was just shocked the noise. Of it, just oh my gosh! I feel oh. like I feel like the crowd would have probably gone silent if that had been a finish. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I would still be silent if you knocked them out like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, yeah, you see, uh, there was something in the air that night in Australia, something in the water, and with these post-fight stuff. But at least Sean Strickland did not act like Sean Strickland. He actually showed some real emotion for a little bit. Like he turned right. human for a second. And right. that was actually kind of cool to see. But then once he went backstage, that's when he kind of went back to his old self just a little bit. But it was kind of seeing him actually like, like sink in the moment a little bit. 
<laughs> that human version came out of him. Yeah. Although I do want to talk about the fight itself because it was like, I don't know if it was just that Sean Strickland had the perfect defensive game plan for him or was, is he just really off that night? So I would say, I did talk to my brother before and like we have talked about how good Sean Strickland's striking defense is. And mm-hmm. ever since he got knocked out by Pereira, we were like, oh, I don't know if he'll ever be the same, but his striking defense was still good against like Cannoneer and Vittori and all those guys. And I think that kind of flew under the radar a bit. We just, I mean, I don't know, man. As soon as Sean Strickland won, I was like, should have we seen this coming a little bit, just knowing that all Strickland does is walk forward and Izzy likes to counter punch. So Izzy will naturally just take the back step every single time and be alongside the cage. So like you can kind of see it being played out when you actually really think about it. But I mean, high time is always twenty twenty. But I mean, his striking defense was. I mean, I think Izzy landed like only like fifteen percent to the head. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Insane. I I always my my gut because I'm an Adesanya fan. Um is always too like, well, he had an off night, but I think two things can be true. I think that Sean Strickland could have a really good night. And I think that Izzy could have an off night and no one to blame, but himself really throughout Mm -hmm. this fight. It happens. That's why I love sports so much is that any given, any given night, any given game, any given match can go an underdog's way. Oh yeah. It's it's the cool thing about the sport. Mm-hmm. Would we say that that was probably the and so it's funny because they were had a stat that um I can't remember what the stat exactly was, but if you go back to a hundred pay-per-view events ago, Holly Holm shocked the world by beating Ronda Rousey. Fast forward to another 100 pay-per-views later, Sean Strickland, while not in spectacular fashion, did shock the world in beating Israel Adesanya. Something about these Australia pay-per-view cards just brings out like the underdog in everybody. I mean, they were talking about it after. Like That is for sure like top three like best challenger performances like fighting for the title. I mean, it was <laughs> he was kind of flawless throughout the whole night. He did not make one mistake. Mm-hmm. Twenty five minutes. Yep. It's insane. And the um, EA UFC curse remains real. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I should have saw that coming with UFC four when they put my guy on the cover. Mm-hmm. Obviously, at the time, I was just so excited, and then obviously that went to shit. Yeah. <laughs> <And then, laughs> And then now it's Izzy, and then it, it's going to influence my pick now coming up with this weekend. So, ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy. Um, which Laura will talk about that in just a moment mm-hmm. and which it could influence the pick. But that does cover UFC 293. Um, Laurel, would you like to update everyone on the standings? Okay. Um, 
I sit at 83 and 60. Okay. Ty sits at 85, 59. And Jordan sits at 80, 63. 80, 63? Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. <laughs> so You're wait. Your plus two turned into a minus two. <laughs> yeah, so I'll have a bad night, but I make it up this weekend. <laughs> yeah. So I know was the pay. What was the other one? What? What was the other had, one? Uh, Jordan, what was the other one that you said that? I had Turk, Turk, uh, Turkey, Turkalov. Yep, yep, got that one. And uh, I had Tatui Vossum. Oh yeah, we did. We did both pick Volkov. That's right. Mm -hmm. I told. I thought all three of us had picked Volkov for some reason. Yeah, but, I picked Ty. I believed in the the miracles. I mean, it, it it was a good like, you were like maybe two or three kicks away from it. Oh uh, yeah, for so. real. Yeah. So who knows what would happen? But we do have, I think. So I'm trying to think that for the first time since ESPN Plus kind of debuted with UFC, UFC um, 2019, I believe, right when Suhudo fought Dillashaw. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're gonna have a title fight for a UFC fight night. Called what? what's it called, Ty? It's called Noche UFC. Noche Buena. Noche Buena. Oh, is that like the full thing? Well, I, they didn't put Buena at the end, but that's usually the phrase Noche Buena. All right, what? Noche Buena UFC. What does Noche Buena mean? It's another way. Noche is night, and Buena is good. Oh, okay. Oh, we're, we're calling that for the rest of the way. So we got Noche Buena UFC coming up. There you go. On Mexican Independence Day. Um, so this will be fun, actually. Now, like, forever subscribed to ESPN Plus, you get to you get a free title fight after, what, four years? Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Ridiculous. I feel like they should start, like, what happened to that? They need to start going back to more title fights on these um Fight nights or these noche help me out again. Noche buena. Noche buena. Give me a minute. It takes me like three to four tries before I finally get it. He's I think they're gonna go back to it though. I hope so. Yeah, I think they are. I think COVID really messed it up. I think they wanted to stack up the pay-per-views after COVID just for everyone to tune in even more. Mm -hmm. Um, but now that we don't have to worry about any of the pandemic stuff anymore um and like all the restrictions and stuff i think they'll start going back to like their usual plan hmm. Hmm. well hope so meaning no more apex but the, the, I, I hope by the end of 2024 or not by the end hopefully by 2024 there are no more apex cards but i'm not holding my breath on that but we'll okay. see yeah um so our first fight for noche UFC is we have Fernando Padalia, oh thank you, mm -hmm. versus Kyle Nelson. Mm. Um, this one's tough. Yeah, for me at least. Um, I'm trying to remember the odds, but I can't remember the odds off the top of my head. I mean, I know Kyle Nelson. Um, Kyle Nelson is the underdog. That's why I thought, yeah, Kyle Nelson is the underdog. Um, so I feel like it's gonna be very close. So kind of like what I did with UFC 293 when except for the tie to Avasa fight. Um I pretty much went for 
I mean, it's not technically in Mexico, so it's not a hometown crowd, but it, it, I think it's going to feel like a hometown crowd. Yeah. And so I think uh, I had uh, Fernando winning this fight. I think it's going to be a very close decision, though. I get the same. Yeah, I did too. I Nelson, I like as watching as a fighter because he's like perpetually busy and he just digs at you constantly. But at the same time, Padilla has the same, uh, well, not the same, but a very similar fighting style. He lo loves to move forward while striking. And I just think that this one was probably going to come down to a decision and whoever just throws the most punches and is more accurate. Mm -hmm. Although Kayla does have a little bit of a uh, submission game in him. Right. So a little bit of leg up for him, I think. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. So our next fight is between Daniel Zellhuber versus Christos Gagos. Mm. Interestingly. Um, I really, I, I feel like these guys are making their UFC debuts, if I'm not mistaken, because I feel like I've never heard these names before. No, Giagos has been in the UFC. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I do remember that now. Um, again, another close fight. Um, but I think I what did I go with? Yeah, I went with Zellhuber. Um, I really don't know why. I think it's the same thing, just the hometown crowd because I know he's from Mexico as well. So, just went with that route. I'll be going with the same as Ty on this one. He has a massive reach advantage. And uh, he'll be utilizing that to his advantage. Same thing for me. At first, I thought Giagos, and then I watched him fight, and then I was like, eh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, Huber. All right. Um, I don't know. Okay, so our next fight, um, Jordan and I have to cover it first, but I we have Rahul Rojas Jr. versus Terrence Mitchell. I mean, I know Rojas had a bad show last time, but I'm thinking it's prob this is probably going to be one of those instances where it was just a fluke. Uh, I mean, you would hope so. You would hope so. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, I mean, again, I think this is another fight that he should uh, really bounce back on. Mm -hmm. uh, they put him on this card for a reason especially with the uh, festivities that are going on. Yep. Uh, so I would be taking the, I think he's still 18, uh, but either 18 mm -hmm. or 19 year old at this point to win. Uh, he's a, I think he's a massive favorite too, which is uh, yep. pretty absurd, especially seeing his last fight against mm -hmm. Christian Rodriguez. But I think he's just better than Terrence Mitchell at this point, even so young, but give me Raul Rosas. Yeah, I I went back and forth on this one too. I'm I'm actually disappointed that Rosas is fighting Terrence Mitchell. It's not that I don't think it's an inappropriate fight. It's just that I think that he really needs to prove to me that he has a he has more of a striking game. And right now, I feel like he's just mixing and matching with various grapplers and which is fine it's just that this is the ufc and you're going to meet all all sorts of skill sets most of which can knock you out mm -hmm. but as far as 
these two fighters, I think that it'll just come down to Rosas winning through through a submission or through gra grappling. I, I'm just not convinced he's going to show me anything more. Mm. Um. Yeah, I kind of hope that he can show a little bit of his striking and see what he has improved upon. But yeah, I think by the end of the day, it's just gonna it's gonna be a grapple fest, and I think that's where Rojas has the advantage. I think Mitchell's gonna try to see if he can prove that Rojas's loss wasn't in flack and fluke. In fact, that he there are some things he need to work on, but mm -hmm. I just don't think that I just don't see Mitchell winning this fight. Um, I mean, I mean, any given fight is a possible win, but just because of how. Rojas looked, especially in his first two fights before his loss, I would assume that he's going to find a way to bounce back, especially with how young he is. Mm -hmm. um, if Terrence Mitchell can keep him in a stand-up game, he's going to win. Mm -hmm. yep. That's all he can do. But I'm not sure I see that happening. Yeah. I don't really see it much either. Sorry. All right, so we're at a co-main event. We have Kevin Holland versus Jack Della Maddalena. This one's going to be very interesting. I love it. Perfect co-main event for this event. Perfect co-main event. You already know I'm not. I can't go against my boy. You know I've been high on him. I've called him a future champ. So if I'm calling him a future champ, you know he can't lose this fight. Give me my boy Jack Della Maddalena. Uh, I think this is a perfect fight for him because I think Holland's going to overreach a lot. And uh, if it's going to stay a striking battle, I like my chances with Jack. All right. Yeah, I think this is going to be a stand-up match. And after watching Jack the last time, where I didn't believe, now I'm a believer. <laughs> I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Um... Although Kevin Holland is no slouch. He's not. He is not. Yeah, I think this fight's going to be very, this will be very interesting. Um, Kevin Holland's definitely going to try to use that reach as much as he can. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to go with Jack Della Maddalena here as well. But I think it's going to be, it's going to be a lot closer than people believe it will be. Um, I have it as decision, but... I wouldn't be surprised if this ended up being a finish at all. Um, either I'm kind of curious to see how well Kevin Holland hold how his chin holds up, especially when he's fighting someone that can knock you out fairly, can knock you out in an instant um, instead of being like, because I know his last bad performance was against, I mean, he lost to Steven, that's right, he lost Steven Thompson too. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um Lost Steven Thompson. He lost to Hamza Chimaev. Uh, he, I think he did bounce back in his last fight, though. But I don't... Every time I look at it, I just see Jack Della Maddalena, winner. Uh, it, is this Jack's first big test? I, uh, I would say Randy Brown was actually kind of the first one. That's when Randy Brown was on his hot streak as well. But yeah. this is different. This is Kevin Holland. This is like a you know top guy, right? I mean, if you look at his fight record, you think, oh, who the hell are these? Some of these guys in here. I mean, we know he has power, obviously, but this is going to be, yeah, 
outside of Randy Brown, no. you're right. This will be a big test for him. He and has been unfortunate. Been... Yeah, he's he's been unfortunate with some fights being canceled to the last minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, Jack's last fight was pretty much like really last second. Like they, I think it was like announced like three, three, three days. or four days. Yeah, yeah three days three before days. before yeah. the event was even supposed to go on. Like, and that was not really a decent performance from him. But can you really blame him because you only had three days to prepare for your opponent? And then he had just cut weight, I think, three weeks ago as well, because his other fight got canceled. So, yep. But I think him switching stances is going to cause Kevin 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 Holland a lot of uh, problems because he likes to switch his stances a lot. Yeah, yeah. He's just really good and fluid. Oh yeah, without a question. All right, now we've reached our main event of the evening, the first title fights on a noche card. Since Cejudo beat Dillashaw for the flyweight title, we have Alexa Grasso defending her title against, sorry, excuse me, Valentina Shevchenko. Um, and since it is a ladies' fight, oh. well, why don't you go first? <laughs> ah, crap. I don't know. I didn't know who to pick for this fight. I appreciate both fighters i really want valentina to win because i think the sport and the the division the uh this weight class is better with her in it i think that if she works hard at this that she can probably pull it off i'm hoping that she wins. I think that's really what I have hope for is that she wins. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it makes sense. I just, I hope she wins. Um, I am picking her to win. I feel like she is the better well-rounded fighter. Although um, the thing that worries me is that she lost to Alexa the last time last year, but I think that she will get revenge. Fingers crossed. I've been uh, high on Alexa Grosso, even though I did not pick her to beat Shevchenko the first time. I've still been very high on her. I think she's a a very good fighter. Uh, I think she retains her belt against Valentina. And you were here and still... And then I'll also say Valentina will move up to 135 mm. and fight Julia mm. Pena for the vacant belt. Mm. See, it's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking like of these different avenues. Like if Valentina Shevchenko lo- loses, what would be next for her? Because, I mean, if she loses, she's not going to be able to fight for that belt anytime soon. And she's pretty much fought everyone in that division. So it's kind of hard to matchmake her exactly. Um, so that's actually interesting. A move up to 135. Um, especially because she can make that weight very easily. Like she makes weight uh, she makes weight weight cutting look very easy, honestly. Yeah. Um this is gonna be interesting. Um what I was referring to earlier, Laurel, is that um, the EA curse. Um, so Israel Adesanya was on the deluxe edition, is going to be on the deluxe edition of USC 5. 
But on the standard edition is Valentina Shevchenko. So if that EA curse is real, this might not be her nights on Saturday night. Um, Don't say it. Don't say it. Well, video game curses are a real thing. Am I right, <laughs> Jordan? I I wouldn't know. I don't play video games, so I don't know. But so Jordan on the, knows. On the deluxe version, it is Adesanya. Then on the standard edition, it is Valentina and Volkanovsky. Oh. So there's oh. three fighters with the curse. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with uh, Volkanovsky in his next fight. Yeah. Um, I think this one is going to be a lot cl- is going to be I think what's going to happen is Shevchenko is going to be a little bit more aggressive in this upcoming fight Um, although I feel like she so she was up 2-1 to one on the scorecards before her face got cranked and she lost her belt Um, but I don't know just something about Grasso coming because she fought at straw weight, but she had difficulty making weight. But I think this is like her natural weight here at flyweight. And I think I just lost my train of thought. I think this is, I think we're coming to the end of the bullet Valentina, the Valentina Bullet Shevchenko era in the flyweight division now. Because I think it's, I think. We're coming to that time where, I mean, because even looked in her fight against Talia Santos, like she was exposed a little bit. Um, and Alexa Grasso was able to execute that and was able to even get the finish. Um, I don't know if Grasso gets the finish, but I am going to say and still. Fine. So that's Jordan and I going with Mexico. Mm-hmm. And Laurel is going with the. I can't remember what. I can't remember what. Like, she's got like 500 different nationalities. I can never remember. Um, Kyrgyzstani and Peruvian. And she's like Russian too. Like, oh my goodness. There's just like so much that this woman's got. Well, oh. right back at right back at us. <laughs> yeah. I do have uh, some news that I can break right now. Oh, no. I just, I just got a text. Noche oh, UFC wow. breakdown's done, so go right ahead. Uh, it's not regarding the, the card this weekend. It's regarding UFC 295. Okay. Uh, it looks like Derek Brunson is out of his fight with Roman Delice. My gosh, Derek. And... They are looking for a replacement, and Robert Whitaker might be throwing his hat in the ring. Interesting. Now, that part is not official. Neither is Derek Brunson, but I did hear that Derek Brunson is going to pull out of the fight. And we should be getting an announcement on that soon. Oh, Oh, um, Jordan, there was one fight that was announced literally as we came off the air last week. Um, the main event for UFC Vegas, I think it's 81. Um, 
And oh my goodness, Laurel, you're going to have a fit with this main event. Because when I saw it, I'm like, are you serious? This is a main event? Yeah, they did make it official. Um, We have Grant Dawson versus Bobby King Green as the main event for the October 7th uh, Apex card. You're forking kidding me. You are. We are not forking no, kidding. No, mm-mm. Shameful. Fucking shameful. <laughs> I was, okay, so it's actually, it's UFC Vegas 80, not 81. I'm not sure what made me think of that. Yep, see, right here. Yikes. Yay. <laughs> I love this comment. Absolutely ridiculous main event. Come on. Yeah, a lot of people share that sentiment. Oh, yeah. I shared that sentiment. Like, when I was talking to you about, I'm like, really? This is a main event? I mean, I was almost certain that was in the main event. I thought it was a joke. Like, wait, this is... Is it, an, is it the... Wait a minute. Is it the main event of the early prelims? No, it is the main no, it, It's main the event. main, main, main event. Yeah. And okay. I think that's the problem, too, is that I think because they're putting so many cards together, I think they just, like, ran out of options. Like, all right, let's just throw this out there and, like, here's a main event just to keep you guys busy and, like... You, you could have just taken, I mean, I think they t- they're taking September 30th off, but if you couldn't find a suitable main event, just scrap scrap the card completely. Just come back October 14th. That's perfectly fine with me. Yeah. Huh. Oh, boy. So, yeah, that's our main event. And then I, I announced the um the October 14th main event, right? Um, Sodiq Yusuf versus I'm gonna see if I can pull it up. No, it's not it. Why oh, did you Matt Chanel Steve Ersek fight did get added to UFC 295? Nice. And oh, Matt's I think I just a banger. That's crazy. Um. Oh, here's a new one. Um. So October 14th, they've got Terrace McKinney versus Chris Duncan added to UFC. I think it's eight. I think this one's 81. Yeah, October 14th. Yep. The hmm. so good old Terrence McKinney. Let, are we going to get the one that gets the quick finishes or are we going to get the one that just... Either gets finished or he finishes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it goes. Um, and we have, for that, Bobby Green versus... Um, trying to think. Bobby Green versus Grant Dawson card. We have Joaquin Buckley versus Alex Moreno. Oh, well, that might not be bad. Mm-mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> this comment, Buckley gets a freebie. Yeah. Um, and then I think on that, yep, on that same card, we have Carolina Kovacevic versus Diana Belbita. Yeah. yeah. Mm, that's that. an interesting. That's an interesting gift there. Oh, look at that. Your girl liked it, Jordan. Uh-oh. Champ. Oh. Oh. Champ. I think she is going to be there on Saturday, by the way. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if she was. If she... I wouldn't be surprised at all, actually. Yeah. Um... All right, so let's... I mean, I guess we can't really talk about that fight just yet. I mean, I think that's pretty much it for the most part. Um, sorry, I'm just browsing through as I 
I'm familiar with this one. Oh, Montana. Oh, the Montana De La Rosa fight. I totally forgot about that. Oh, so before we get into our um, so I I saw who liked that last picture, Jordan. If your sources know, where the hell is Caitlin Chukagian? I no one. There there should be a missing report for Caitlin Chukagian. No one knows where she's at. Missing uh, last seen against Man and Pharaoh back in October, basically. Yeah, I have no idea. Just none. I mean, I see her post on social media. I'm like, um, fight announcement soon? Yeah, who? I I don't know. Something has to be going on there. Yeah. Because I know she, I think she just recently, was it her? Maybe I was probably home. No, Kaylin did sign a new. Or no, wait a minute. Sorry, I just completely remembered something. I think I might know why. Is it family related? No, it's. He took time to heal. <laughs> That's what it says. I oh. find. I fight so often that I think people are like, oh my God, you haven't fought in forever. But a lot of people that fought on the last card, I fought on haven't fought. Mm-hmm. I just had a couple injuries. I've been fighting three to four times a year for the last like five years. So I just took a little bit of time off to cure the injuries. Oh, you think that's what Caitlin said? That's what I'm reading. Oh, in, in Cage Side Press. Cage Side mm-hmm. There you go. Yo, sh- show us that because I kind of want to read that. It, Izzy, uh, Izzy should take a page out of that book. You <laughs> <laughs> said Cage Side Press. Let me see. Okay. Oops, I totally messed it up. Cage. So I, I know we're, we're seriously going to get to it. I just want to see. Let's see. I would share my screen, but you disabled that. So <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Hold on. Rude. <laughs> I'm good. Let's see. There. Now it should work. All right. What am I sharing here? Desktop one. Come on. It's not working? No, it's not working. Hold on. I glitched it. I got it. Um it just it just says di- uh try now. Okay. Oh, God. Now I have to allow Zoom to share to. Nope, Zoom's not going to let me do it. Zoom's being an asshole. Um, I, I think I may have it here. Hold on. No, it's my it's my end, not your end. Oh, no, it's OK. I think I, I think I might have just found the article. So is it this? Oh, it's still loading. There you go. Now it should be up. Oh no. Yep, that's it. Yeah, okay. Kim Jagian took time away to heal Talks Exciting Flyweight Division. Oh, there's a video on it, so I'll have to listen to that later. Oh, this oh, this is back in July. That's why. Okay. Um I fight so often that I think yeah, people are like, Oh my god, you haven't fought in forever. But a lot of people that, that fought on the last card I fought or haven't fought. Couple injuries, fighting three or four times in your last five years. It took the time here. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
That's what I just read to you, and you read that all over again. <laughs> oh, this will be interesting. But since she's been gone, she's dropped down a bit, so she may get some easier matchups or even make the move to Bantamweight. My goodness. That would be something. All right. Thank you for letting us know laurel look at you look at you giving us all the information i i know i'm not i'm not just here for looks <laughs> <laughs> well maybe you can be our women's mma reporter now really I, I can't and handle you that you can be our senko <laughs> i can't handle that kind of responsibility well if i ask if i ask about a female fighter like why haven't they fought in a while you usually uh, like boom right on top of it. So I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on uh, it. Well, your next task is finding out about Lauren Murphy, but I already know what's up with her. So you want me to me message her? No, that's fine. I think she fought in submission underground not too long ago. So yeah. So she's she's busy, and of course she probably said I think she's like in the same boat as Chikagian that she's been fighting so many times. Hmm. So, but are we ready to get into our topic? Or wait, Jordan, is there any other news that you'd like to break? Um, I'm good. All right, um, Jordan, you kind of hinted at it earlier. Um, something was definitely in the water <laughs> at UFC 293 because I don't know what happened with two. With there was two instances of a post fight interview where. Not so nice language is being used. Just went full South Park on. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> the two UFC fighters in South Park had two different connotations, but I mean, geez, I mean, they, I don't know what was going on over there. Mm -hmm. Just no clue. Yeah. Let me tell you, if you use the words on the world's biggest stage, Poor fighting, then you say it as part of your normal life. That's all I have to say about that. Interesting. Because I believe it's true. It could be. Um, what are we talking about, you may ask? I mean, if you haven't watched, if you didn't watch UFC 293, then I mean, it is what it is. Um, but there were two instances on Saturday night, one which was in the early, like the early, early prelims, and the other one was Manel Cape on the main card, where the winner of the fight used a homophobic slur directed towards either someone or a group of people. First, we had Charles Rad. Uh, sorry, I think I've had to pronounce this. Charles Radke. Radke. The mm -hmm. TKE threw me off, that's why. Um, mm -hmm. And Manel Cap had had the microphone yanked from them from DC shortly after they used. This specific word, which we're not going to say on this podcast, directed towards someone or a group of people. Uh, Radke directed it towards the, the my crowd. understanding was, yeah, the Australian crowd, which was really bizarre. Like, what did they do to you, first off? And then Manel Cape used it towards Kai Carfront and his team. Um, oh, yeah, that's what I wrote down here. Um they did say that both fighters end up showing remorse and apologizing um, after the interviews. Um, so 
my question for the both of you is actually before I give my question, I must say MMA Twitter is the absolute worst. Do mm-hmm. not get involved with it because if you'd seen my response to like an article like this, like, oh, he said this, I'm like, oh gosh, this is so disgraceful. I've never gotten so much hate from so many random people just because I voiced an opinion that I had to like for a brief moment make myself private because it's like no like you're not allowed to like that's that's not right like I I think I had two or three instances where people um or accounts I should say use that word to describe me and that was not fun so first off MMA Twitter is the worst yep Second of all, actually, sports Twitter is the worst. I was called racist this weekend, so oh, there you go. Oh my goodness! Well, well, Jordan, if you got called something this week, we'll have the trifecta. Well, I mean, someone from Denver did tell me go take a hike in the Rockies, but I do live in Miami, so I don't know if that counts. Oh, (laughs) oh my goodness! That's Why that, you go take a hike and <laughs> go take a hike in the Rockies, but yeah. you're in Miami, so how can you do that? So yeah, um, which Jordan, I have to ask you. Speaking of Rockies, I have to talk to you about something real quick after this. But back to the question: Should these fighters face some form of discipline for the actions? I mean, I know Dana White said, I don't think he was exactly defending that they use the word, but he was saying like something about them being passionate and whatnot. And it's like, um, I can't remember exactly what was said. He's just, he didn't exactly like ridicule them for using it, but he wasn't exactly in favor of it being used. So my question to both of you is, should Radke and Cape face some form of discipline for their actions? And I'll start off and say at least at least a fine of some sort, or at least like a P I mean, what they did for Habib was they had him do a PSA for um, some kind of like violence thing, but he didn't want to do it because of what Las Vegas stood for. So I order, think it would be something like that. Well, you just mentioned, I think you uh, kind of hit the nail on the head right there. I think it would be some type of that. Some sort of PSA. Yeah. Well, just, I'd agree with that. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Laurel's is like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to say to it? True. Dana well, doesn't have any room to talk about. Dana doesn't, room to talk to, Dana doesn't have room to talk, period. He doesn't have room to talk, period. The... It's just so, this sport, unlike other athletic, other athletics is just built on a different breed of people. There's a lot of testosterone flowing in that octagon sometimes, you know? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not even shocked that they... That they said it. I don't, you know, I don't know. I think that, and it doesn't make it right. It's just that it's not unexpected. 
mm-hmm. that things like that might come out with a lot of these guys or women who were maybe street fighters or they they just grew up different yeah it it doesn't mean it's acceptable it's just that and i don't think any less of them for it it's just they grew up different they it's different mentality right i don't i don't think at all that they use those terms in a sexual orientation way if if that makes sense right kind of referring to like the south park version of it yeah it's like kind of resurfacing yeah (laughs) i i'm not again i'm not sticking up for anybody i just i can see where it comes from yeah 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 and I, i think i even add on to that just being in the uh in the sports scene just here in south florida i mean it's not used as a uh slur to anyone but sometimes and and i guess it just happens with just athletes i I think it happens more with the younger athletes just Mm. because they're just younger they're just more immature Mm -hmm. so maybe that's why it was more unexpected now in the ufc because you know they're grown men but still they still have that that i don't i don't want to say fire in them but Sometimes I guess how Dana kind of just said it, they, they kind of just like black out in the moment and like they go like, you know, red to say or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I don't think it was actually used like as the actual like slur itself. I think it was more of a, and I think one journalist brought, brought the South Park episode up and <laughs> posted the full clip too. And uh, he was like, I think he was mentioning it more like this, which is still not right, but he was mentioning it more like this than what other people think it was. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah just... it's it's more of a, a slang fighter term. Sort of. Yeah. But yes, it, 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 it goes towards that area. Yeah. I just prefer not to hear it. Just yeah, make yeah. it yeah. even better if the thing happens. Just just make everybody's life easier and just not, don't say it at all. Yeah. Yeah. There there's a thousand other words you could use here. Yeah, I mean you got freaking dictionary. They did, technically. Just <laughs> <laughs> call him an asshole. Yeah. Or or the P word or whatever, but call him a cheese fan. Yeah. <laughs> Call him a douche nozzle. There you go. Oh, that's my favorite word. Yeah, we, I mean, we could have a whole, of an entire episode of just. Other adjectives. <laughs> other adjectives. Bonus episode. Here are other adjectives we can use instead of this. And we list every single word. And it lasts for an hour. Like, why did they record this episode? To yeah. educate everybody. Yeah. Um. I mean, when I heard it, I was like, it's like shock factor. I'm like, I've never, like, in all my years, I never would have expected someone to say something like that. And I think it was just like the shock factor. Like, plus, you even saw how 
quickly DC got rid of the microphone from them. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, we're done. We're done. We're done. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially when they're on Disney too. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. That's that too. So I think that that's another thing. I'm kind of surprised like Disney hasn't said anything about it yet. So unless they have and I missed it, but. Which is probably why the PSA is probably going to be the route they go to. Yeah. But I mean, Ah, uh, another interesting time in the UFC. Another interesting time in MMA, I should say as well. So, and before uh, we just end it, also, uh, no, oh, go go go. No, go ahead. No, I was just kidding. Before we ended, Marlon did beat the Brewers two zero. But go ahead, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> <laughs> See, another word you can use instead of the other word. I all I would say is if if we want the sport to progress mm-hmm. and and be as popular as ever, then the fighters need to rep- learn how to represent themselves professionally. If if people are going to take the sport seriously and not just see it as a bloodbath then the fighters need to take themselves seriously and professionally and learn to be more professional. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's, that's what I would say to that. Yes. Would I would not argue that at all. Um but yeah, I'm laying low from MMA Twitter for a while, at least until Saturday night. Cause I'm not dealing with that anymore. If I deal with that again, I'm like going private private for a while so well yeah. don't do that just ignore them well kind of well i think that time was like i ignored it for the most part i'm actually glad i have settings set to where like i don't see like those notifications don't pop up mm-hmm. unless i like go to the tweet itself so i mean it's not like i think someone had uh, met someone i knew talked about it and that's how I saw all these tweets. I'm like, oh my gosh, like what? How am I seeing all these? But I only get like two of them. Click through. I'm like, oh, this is not good. You people are mad. You people are terrible. You people are sick. You people are horrible. Yeah, I didn't have that same reaction, but I, it was literally just yesterday. I posted something about Russell Wilson. I have over, I don't know, like over 500 things. People are getting mad at me, and I ain't do nothing. I didn't play. I didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you what he did, right? And uh, but yeah, I mean, I've gotten better at just ignoring this stuff. I mean, what what can I do? Play, put on pads. Yeah, number three. Just just remember that Twitter's not real life. Boom, love it. It's just an outlet for it. Doesn't mean that it's true. There are just so many people on there just trying to find the controversial things so they can put somebody down and that says something about them more than you there you go remember that remember that listeners yep but i believe that is all i have for tonight if anyone has anything else speak now or forever hold your peace mom's a word all right then um 
We're going to thank real quick. So if you have any questions, comments, you want to join the FKTC group page, which I saw was very lively with the topic we just talked about over the weekend. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking we're going to try to add more before this next pay-per-view, um, especially probably during the break that should be coming soon, but we'll see. But, excuse me, you can reach us at FKTC Pod on Twitter, or you can reach us individually, given that it is safe for work, which it has been, minus a couple people who mentioned some things. But you can reach Laurel at Rain Basin. Can reach Jordan at Jordan T. Lopez. I'm trying to see what you're looking. I don't even know what we're looking at. Um well, I feel you are half a game back. And see, you, you want to stop talking about baseball. That's the thing right now. I'm just saying, it got brought up on my timeline. That's it. But go ahead. Continue with the thing. You can reach me, Ty, at TyFlyGuy15. Until then, protect your faces from Laurel's kicks. Protect your necks from my throat cuddles. Watch out for Jordan's flying knees. And was there number one golden rule? Never leave the decision in the hands of the judges. And kind of hope for Jordan's sake, that all three of our baseball teams make the playoffs. I don't hope that Jordan's team makes the playoffs. I don't hope your team makes the playoffs either. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. (laughs) But they will. (laughs) So Uh, far. Football's a real sport. Don't don't you fucking go there. I'm just going to reach through this Zoom. Who cares about baseball? Football's on. That's true. And then that, basketball's going to be on, and now then I'm going to be like yeah. crazy. That's what, that's what Jordan said to me last week. Like, yo, football's on. Don't care about baseball. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because his team was losing. <laughs> this is also true. Very <laughs> true. Um, and until then, we will see you all. I believe there is a card next week, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to double check real quick just to make sure. Um, I just can't remember the main event for it though. Oh, but we are coming up on a break, so sorry that this intro is taking so long, or this outro is taking so long. We have oh, Rafael Vizit versus um, Gamrot next ah. weekend. Ah. Ah. I totally forgot that fight was happening. Um, so. Yeah, and that'll actually be our last fight. That'll be our last card that we cover, and then we go on a break. Yay! But until then, we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.